This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is uh, Tom Jacobs uh, from tdjacobs.com. That's where I live on the web. Uh, On the earth, I live in Tucson, Arizona, which sounds like this. Uh, Tonight's show is going to be a mix of a few things, talking about uh, a a bit of a crystal update, doing the charging and programming stuff, talk about affirmations and doing a little um, audio illustration of something that I talked about and explained a little bit on uh, the show a few weeks ago. Uh, how to change effectively using tools or something like that. Um, and uh, I'm also going to talk about the uh, processing trauma and grief calls uh, and some of what I experienced uh, this last week in preparation for that. Uh, to start off with some announcements, um, tomorrow, uh, March 26th, 2015, begins a series of four uh, live energy work calls with Archangel Metatron and Ascended Master uh, Jehudi, also known as Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin, for processing trauma and grief. This is essentially a Plutonian healing set of calls. And uh, required for this is a programmed or charged onyx piece, whether black or banded. You can see the examples on my crystals page. Uh, you can get there through my site, and then the store, you'll find the crystals page. And... Um, it's, I'm really excited about these four calls, and this will be something that you can get uh, later, and if you can't make Thursdays at 7 p.m. Pacific for four weeks, uh, you can get the MP3s now, uh, and you can get them uh, you know, delivered to you later that day. You can use them. And there are some instructions that I have for them uh, and uh, how to work with a pl- uh, the Plutonian Onyx in a, in a positive way. So I've been prepping for that. Um, I'll tell you more about that after the other announcements. Um, I will be in... Uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, from, I mentioned it a few weeks ago on the show, uh, from uh, April 17th to 27th, and then I'm in Portland, Oregon, and Vancouver, Washington, from um, April 27th to May 4th. So in in Vancouver and Portland and the other Vancouver, uh, two Vancouvers and a Portland uh, is what the trip is called, I will be doing uh, some live events, and also I'll be available in each place for readings and energy work, whether first-time readings, transit readings, karmic overviews, or you have questions for your chart, even tutoring you might want to do in person, and also energy work. And you can keep up uh, with the events through my blog and my site calendar that I'll be putting up there uh, as the weeks go on. Right now, though, marker calendars... Um, uh, Monday, April 20th, I'll be doing a channeling event in uh, Burnaby, Van- uh, Burnaby as, uh, in the Vancouver area. And then um, potentially that week and uh, some more events up there. I'm still uh, getting ready to make some calls. I've been a very busy boy over here. Um, and then um, Saturday, uh, May 2nd in Portland, Oregon.
And Sunday, May 3rd in Vancouver, Washington, will be meditation, heart-opening, grounding, energy work events. The one on uh, Saturday in Portland will be focused on boundaries and relationships, and the one in uh, Vancouver on uh, Sunday will be an energy-clearing, heart-opening uh, one that, uh, that that I've done in various places. Very excited about those things. Each is at a yoga studio. You can find out the, uh, the information uh, on tdjacobs.com. So with these uh, processing trauma and grief calls, whenever I do a major channeling event for several weeks or sometimes just a week, and in this case it's been several months that have been leading up to it, I have a, um, a preparation that I'm led through by uh, my guides, including uh, specifically Metatron and Jehudi. And I don't have other spirit guides right now. I kind of, I've had other guides over the years, but, you know, and then Jehudi was kind of a main tutor, but Manitron's been my main guide since um, I met him in 2000, late 2004. So they put me through a process. They teach me things. They show me elements in my own energy field or um, behaviors or attitudes. And uh, they ask me to make adjustments or they, they show me the consequences of certain vibrations so that I can see that it doesn't serve me or how to make a better choice. And that's true. I did, I did uh, four transforming events for 90-minute calls over the last few years, as well as a two-and-a-half-hour consciousness upgrade clinic. For each of those things, I got prepped for anywhere from one to four or five or six weeks. And then I also, in doing the uh, calls last August, August of 2014, the daily energy work calls for every day in August, I did a 20-minute energy work call for people. Um, the, I got a prep for that as well that lasted several weeks. So essentially, when I get an idea to do an event and I get kind of a green light from these beings saying, hey, that's a good thing to do. Hey, that would be really great. What they're saying is, hey, <laughs> you could change this thing about you and then help these other people through offering this event. When they say, yeah, let's green light that, that sounds great. They really mean, hey, you need to change something and then you can learn, you know, and through that process, one to five or six weeks, then you can learn more about helping other people change that too. And that is really the fundamental, uh, that's the basis of my work. It's not that, you know, I learned something and then put out a shingle, oh, I'm an astrologer and channel an energy worker, and at different times, psychic medium has also been on my business card too. Um, it's not that, suddenly I learned something or it took years to learn it and then suddenly I'm offering it. It's that I get led into this space of, hey, why don't you explore this? And then when I learn a bunch of things about it, then I'm nudged to offer learning to other people. That, that, that's, that's not abnormal. I mean, astrologers are always learning. Channels are always getting new experiences and learning different things from beings. And we don't repeat the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, certain elements and you know, key themes, uh, we certainly do as we work with beings who have certain goals and certain things they want to teach. But even just looking at my work with Jehudi, there are dozens of channeled MP3s and uh, at this point, five channeled books and on a variety of topics. I'll center on soul and helping you understand how to work with soul and be the wisdom of your soul in your day-to-day -day life. But there are all kinds of different things that he teaches, uh, though his... Um, his MO and his uh, base is always the same.
And that's going to be true of other people too, other channels and other beings. Um, even look at different people channeling the Pleiadians and multiple books, you know, from, from their two particular uh, uh, channels who are really well known for doing that. Uh, Barbara Hanklau and, and Barbara Marciniak, they even each have the, the same first name. <laughs> but anyway, they... Um, <laughs> that's kind of stupid. Anyway, they... Um, you know, the Pleiadians have a certain vibe, but they teach on different topics. You know, they tell stories ongoingly. So um, so anyway, as I've uh, been working with Onyx for several months leading up to programming the Onyx for PTSD, for plutonium issues, for deep grief and trauma, and just kind of deeper things that we're not sure how to deal with, how to deal with anger, jealousy, fear, rage, but the most intense kinds of fear, anger, and jealousy. Um, these are plutonian things that can block our energy field. So um, having this conversation uh, with Jehudi many months ago, and that's transcribed on, uh, on, my, on the Onyx page. There's a link to a 26-page PDF. It's a lot about trauma, but also about the soul's many lives. And uh, you can go, go check that out and look at the Onyx that are available. But as I was working with those, I had to deal a lot with certain issues about anger and my fear about rage, my fear about expressing anger. But if you don't express frustration, then it's going to get bottled up. If you express it in a way that's not intentional, then you're going to be unhappy about it. So there's kind of like this path through where you have to be willing to express it, but be grounded and intentional so you're not um, like a live, you know, electrical cable flowing through the air, snaking back and forth, spewing off, uh, you know, sparks that can catch the world on fire. Anyway, so to get there, though, we have to be willing to feel these intense emotions. So that's part of my process that I've been going through for a few months. And I talked on the show a few weeks ago about kind of losing my expletive and having an argument with somebody and having kind of a verbal altercation. And uh, I really came off as, as immature and horrible. And then there, a wave broke where I, I decided at the end of that, that first uh, encounter that I would no longer be intimidated by anybody. And then I thought about all this bullying and intimidation from uh, being a kid. And so I was able to heal some of that. And that's part of my plutonian empowerment. Uh, Pluto and Libra, what's fair? Well, it's not fair that you think you can intimidate me. And so I crossed the line, essentially. A week later, a week and a half later-ish, um, some other guy yelled at me. I talked about that on the show, too. And I didn't take it personally, and I wasn't affected, because I decided that I was no longer going to be intimidated by anybody about anything. I didn't make the guy wrong. Part of my brain was like, wanted to make some nasty comments, but like, whatever, he's a cool guy. It just, I triggered him, whatever. He was having a bad day, whatever. So anyway, so moving through these processes is part of my, my own personal uh, process to get to where I can do these trauma and grief calls. Because whenever I do a major channeling event, I have to dig down deep in order to have certain pathways opened or reorganized, to have certain things cleared away, blocks, fears, suppositions, um, preferences that really are just, you know, don't work or don't serve me. I have to go through this process every single time that I'm going to, uh, to do something like this because when I do an event like this, it's a new thing. I don't do the same thing over and over again. 
when I did do a year and a half worth of full moon calls, they were essentially the same kind of thing, just on different themes involving different chakras and different processes, but they weren't really energy work calls. They were like, they were meditation calls. Those are available actually through tdjacobs.com on the media page. You can look that up. And those are great for different themes about full moon, you know, like uh, suns in Gemini, moons in Sagittarius, um, you know, different themes about um, letting go of obstacles uh, to seeing clearly our Gemini selves by by inhabiting Sagittarius stuff. Like anyway, all the way around the Zodiac, a year and a half of those. They weren't really energy work calls, so I didn't get these energy work upgrades. And uh, But when I do one of these things, I have to get worked on. It, it, may, it makes total sense. And, and uh, I don't go, you know, a year or even <laughs> two years or even a year between major getting major work done it's part of my scorpionic process i i go months and then i do a new event and then uh you know my my unseen friends say yeah yeah go ahead and do that that sounds like a good idea <laughs> and every time every time i forget but what that means is yeah let's nudge you into this evolutionary minefield you know, so there, anyway, so so you, Tom, can heal something so you can help other people. And uh, uh, even last night, I was I was up against a plutonian wall because I, I haven't been sleeping much because there seems that there's always some noise that's keeping me up. Now, I also recognize that, that I've been busy. I have a lot on my plate and part of me is not quite sure how to relax with certain things, so to speak, hanging over me. For example, finalizing the wording on the flyer for the Portland, Oregon meditation event. I haven't felt clear clarity, so I haven't been able to do it. Yesterday I sat down to do it, but anyway, I'm a little on edge because it's less than, oh, less than? It's five weeks away. I was going to say less than a month. The trip is less than a month, but it's five weeks away, and I want to make sure that it can be promoted and have enough time for people to see the event. So, so I have a little pressure. So I've been trying to work on all those things, but anyway, I haven't been sleeping. And when my girlfriend left for work yesterday, she was in a rush. She made some noise and woke me up, and I had been so sleep-deprived that I was like, well, it's cool. It rarely happens, you know, whatever. But when she came home, there was some other noise she was making to try to fix something that was not working, and I was just drifting off to try to take a nap. And I, and I, I just kind of lost my cool and was like, um, okay, I hate her and I hate everybody because there's all these barriers to sleep, just barriers to feeling peaceful and healthy. So last night I had this other uh, <laughs> encounter with a plutonian wall of anger, and it's not pleasant. You know, it's not happy to be around. It's not pleasant to experience. But I let it happen, and then I, cho I, I chose to come out of it. I let it be there. I didn't shame myself for being angry. And I thought about uh, just just part of me was like, um, um, you should apologize to Jillian later for yelling and making noise. And um, and then I, and then I was like, I'm not going to apologize for being mad that the circumstance keeps converging to prevent me from sleeping. Like, no. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be apologetic for having that reaction. So anyway, so that's part of my process too. And uh it's um anyway, that's from using the onyx. That's from using the onyx, because the onyx will push us to our plutonian wall. Now the fear and pain or the, the, the pain that the fear is a an indicator of, like like we don't have fear if we haven't experienced pain before. And so, so, so the fear that 
shows us what that pain is, that pain is an emotion that's trying to break as though a wave. That's what the onyx does. It brings something intense up in our lives, and we see where we have a choice to make an empowered new choice, where we have the option of making a choice. Uh, well, actually, um, uh, that sound says it's time for my first break. Stick with me. This is Tom Jacobs on The Soul's Journey. I'll be right back. help getting grounded what about cleaning up and improving your relationships with your body money and others energy worker and channel tom jacobs infuses crystals with the supportive clarifying and empowering energies of archangel metatron and ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin Charged Tiger Iron powerfully engages your first, second, and third chakras, while Charged Red Jasper activates Chakra 2. Users report improved sleep, deepened meditation, increased trust of their bodies, intuition, and spirit guides, better boundaries, and heightened confidence to follow their passions. Included with each charged piece are channeled resources and ongoing support from Tom Jacobs. Get your charged crystal at tdjacobs.com. You've heard Tom Jacobs, the host of CTR's The Soul's Journey, share insightful perspectives on astrology and spirituality, providing useful tools to help you make life better. Each month, Tom saves his most in-depth analyses for subscribers to his monthly service, Subscribers to tdjacobs.com receive a user's manual for each month when the sun changes sign. The sun's time in that sign, ingresses, retrogrades, major aspect patterns, and new and full moons are covered in depth and help you make the most of the present moment. A channeled meditation and a monthly call to pick Tom's brain are included as are a number of perks, exclusive materials, and savings on his classes and products. Read more and sign up monthly or yearly at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. That was the sound of Tucson, if you've never been here. Uh, so I just want to wrap up this little bit about uh, about this uh, onyx stuff and, and the uh, trauma and grief calls. Essentially, for these calls, we're going to go deeply into that place where the pain from Plutonian disempowerment or powerlessness or overpowering in your past has been. I, I strongly encourage everybody who wants to really clean up their Pluto Act, really become more conscious of creative power and passion and purpose to um, – to do these calls, if possible, if not get the MP3s, they will be available uh, on my site as an ongoing resource, just like the daily calls from October, the 22 channel meditations. A few weeks ago on the show, I did a episode called How to Change, Effectively Using Tools. One of those tools is affirmations. And I explained in that show that uh, and you can hear the whole thing in the uh, in the archive through tdjacobs.com. Explain in that show that sometimes affirmations are best used to identify parts of us that don't agree. 
so then we can actively work to change a belief. And I was thinking about uh, what it's actually like in my head when I'm doing affirmations and then dealing with the parts of me that disagree. So I wanted to illustrate that for you uh, in this part of tonight's show. And uh, the idea is that you say an affirmation such as, uh, I am always supported. That was the one I used in that example and in that show. I am always supported. Because you, you maybe don't feel supported or you're noticing that you don't feel connected or you ask for something and you can't get it or you need help and you can't get it. So you say, you call somebody like me and you have a session or you're reading a book or you're just applying your knowledge of affirmations and you're saying, I am always supported. I am always supported. I am always supported. And you do that. And a good tool for affirmations or a good route to do them is to do them in the background of your head several hundred times a day. This is the best way to do it. Not just to type it up and put it out on the fridge, but like to do it all the time. But what ends up naturally happening is that parts of you disagree. So here I am. I am always supported. I am always supported. That I am always supported. I am always supported. can't be true. And then you say, wait, 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 what just, what just happened? What, what, wait a minute. No, I, I am always supported. What just happened? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me, let me keep doing that. I am always supported. I am always supported. That can't be true. Aha. That there's somebody else talking in there. Okay. Let me, let me, let me really focus in on this. Re let me really uh, listen for a minute. I am always supported. That can't be true. So your affirmation has begun working. That's what it's supposed to do. I am always supported. That can't be true. You, you, you're saying I'm choosing to vibrate this affirmative or life affirming, this empowering, uh, uh, peace inducing, love inspiring belief. I am always supported. And then somebody disagrees. <laughs> That's normal when doing affirmations. And when people don't uh, feel successful with affirmations, in my experience, there are two things that are going on, potentially. Uh, and they, they're mutually exclusive. One is, it's not the right affirmation. So um, if my thing is about, uh, you know, being accepted by a community, which is also a root chakra thing, like I am always supported. You know, if I if that's what it is, but I get the affirmation I'm always supported, it won't ring true. But the second case, which I run into a lot with people, is that they find the right affirmation through me or somebody else, but they but they they believe this other voice that comes in. They believe it. They buy the that can't be true. So as I'm working with people with affirmations and also with myself, obviously this is an illustration of the kind of thing that happens in my own head, especially as I was learning about affirmations in the beginning, because I didn't know this. I was hearing wonderful things about how you could use affirmations to change your life and all these wonderful success stories and testimonials and, and people with this like glinty, happy, shiny thing in their eyes, such that I was like, I, I don't I don't know if I could ever be going to shiny like that. I, you know, but just knowing that, um, you know, it just seemed, it didn't seem genuine. 
So essentially, you can repeat it over and over again, but if you don't deal with the parts that have this issue, then you're not going to get anywhere. So, um, so you work with that part. You, you don't banish it. You don't um, shame yourself for having that belief. You don't tisk tisk or, or pout every time that part comes up. You say, okay, let me listen to this. And then you go through a process with that. And that, that may take some time. It may take days. It may take weeks or months to really say, okay, why is that not true? And that's what you have to do next. So step one is using the affirmation. Step two is doing it enough that you hear the part that disagrees or parts. In this case, one part. And then you, why is that not true? And you're going to get an explanation if you ask. Some part of you will present evidence about why it's why it can't be true in this case, why it can't be true. And then when you feel, you know, uh, for example, um, uh, my my uh, parents wouldn't come to my recital. I used this in a class, and somebody laughed, and I was like, "Well, I don't know if I meant to be a smart aleck about it, or certainly not to make fun of people, but like, you know, like my dad always missed my recitals, last minute work of things, or never wanted to go, or whatever. Like like that kind of thing. Like that can be that that's the kind of thing that can be presented as evidence about why you're not supported, or. Um, I have submitted 30 job applications over the last month because I'm looking for work, uh, and I haven't heard back from anybody. Part of you might say, "Well, that means you're not supported," or, or um, you know, something awful happens. You reach out to th your three closest friends, and nobody's available. You know, these kinds of things that can make us suspect or feel like let down, deflated, like we're not loved, you know, like we don't have a place to belong, we don't have that support structure, I am not supported. Or I have a big dream, a big vision, but nobody gets it, and nobody will help me, and I ask for help, you know, all these kinds of things, are, there's myriad kinds of things, endless kinds of things that can inspire a person to have the belief, I'm not supported, it can't be true, that I'm supported. So you work through that, and that's um, that's phase three, and you work through that, and then um, you you decide to keep uh, doing uh, that affirmation. I am always supported. I am always supported. I am uh, no always way. supported. I am always supported. Uh, no way. And you're kind of frustrated because, oh, it's another, you know, now what? It's another voice? There's another voice in there? So then you go through phase three again, and it says, uh, no way. So you go through that process again. And, um, it, you know, it's also possible that the first one isn't completely resolved yet. So there are different uh, voices that can uh, come up. I am always supported. I am always supported. Who do you think you're talking to? Uh, no way. I don't know where this is going. Who do you think you're talking to? I'm uh, not no way. It. Sometimes I'll describe this to my students or even on the radio show at different times as uh, you are driving a car and you're just on your way where you intend to go. And there are people who are actually like your inner kids and disgruntled past life parts who don't like where you're going. <laughs> and uh, they'll make noise. They'll uh, 
throw food wrappers and empty soda cans. They'll uh, ask you a million questions to try to distract you. They'll invent illnesses. They'll have to pee 20 times in three hours. Essentially, they don't want to go where you are choosing to go, which is, I am always supported. They don't believe that. Now, they, these different voices may have a different reason each as to why he or she does not believe it. So you have to sort through this. And so when you find the right affirmation, you just keep at it. You just don't stop. Knowing that you're stronger than fear, <laughs> knowing that you're going where you're going and that what matters to you matters. And also, here's the key to this, approaching each of those parts of you with compassion and understanding. In the moment, you have these other parts of you trying to take over or even taking over. Getting really grounded using the free 13-minute MP3 meditation that's linked from the lower right-hand part of my homepage, tdjacobs.com. That's a great tool to start because you can use that every day. I recommend twice a day. First thing in the morning before your day gets started to set the tone. Last thing at night before you go to bed to kind of end cap the day so that you're bookending your experience in the day because out in the world, you're not always connected to the earth and with your heart open, but beginning the day that way can change your day. Ending that way every day can change your experience of the day as it's over, and then also affect positively how you experience sleep and dream time. When I do a heart opening, by the way, meditation while I'm going to sleep, even if it's not formal, I'm just breathing out through my heart, activating the fourth chakra. I'm soothed. I actually sleep a little better. My dreams tend to be more pleasant, and I wake up in a more peaceful place. But anyway, being grounded all the time, getting a consistent awareness of your baseline energy, where am I headed? What do I want my day to look like? My life, right? My week, my month. Where am I headed in two years? What's going on? What are my goals? When these parts come up, then you have a better sense of, aha, it's a part of me that's got this same old story, this same objection as it's always had. You know, that can't be true or, uh, uh, uh no way. <laughs> that, that kind of, that, that kind of thing. I've intentionally played with the audio here to give you a, a sense that they have the same rhythm. They have the same tone of voice. They, they come from the same part of your head, so to speak, or speaking from your body. Um, but then you, you, you know, if you keep working on this affirmation, basically you need to, to really benefit from an affirmation. You have to do it over and over again until it has worked, until the parts of you that object do not object, until there's some peace or part of you says, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I got over that thing that I didn't like about that. But you keep doing it until there's no more resistance to it, because then you say it either in your mind or verbally, or you're writing it out or whatever, uh, which some people do. Then you are vibrating with it. And so have compassion for the parts of you. And that's uh, in, integral to this third step, no matter how many times you have to do it. A good affirmation will bring up many different parts of you that disagree with it. And that's good, and that's normal. With this particular affirmation that, that I have used, uh, I've, I've spent several years doing it off and on. I admit to having been discouraged 
by the uh, seductive cynicism, <laughs> the uh, penetrating, uh, pessimistic, um, you know, reductionist logic of cynicism of these parts of me. Here's the evidence. Because I say, why? Why is that not true? Why, why can't it be true? And a part of me will readily say with frustration, well, this happened and that, you know. And I go through that. I go into it because you can't shame these parts of you and succeed. You're talking about with an affirmation, raising your vibration. And if you're pushing some part of you out, you're not honoring the full spectrum of frequencies. If you're saying, I shouldn't think that negative thought, you're generating a negative. <laughs> you know, People learning about spirituality and metaphysics are sometimes taught that you have to get rid of the negative and focus on the positive. I actually had a woman at uh, an event uh, a couple weeks ago. I don't remember if I talked about it on the show at all. Um, I told some students about it in my intuitive skills class. But a woman, um, got, it, was, it was a spring cleaning energy work meditation event. So I brought through a, a mostly Metatron, but a little bit of Jehudi. The Archangel Metatron and a set to Master Judy. And and I was doing the energy work on the people, and about forty five minutes in, about halfway through maybe, this lady got up and left and said, uh, you're focusing too much on the negative, it's uncomfortable for me. Uh, you know, it's it's not good for me. It doesn't feel good. She said something like that. And um Essentially, I, I didn't think this in the moment. But I just said, okay, we'll take care. You know, thanks for coming. But really, spring cleaning. What are you going to clean out all the wonderful things and think about rainbows and puppies and focus on, um, you know, no, you need to clean out what's negative. But I wasn't even focusing on negative. I was saying, make this decision. You know, if you have this kind of relationship in your life, make this decision to have healthier boundaries with it. If you have some kind of family issue from the past that's unresolved, decide that you're willing to thank the souls of your family, blah, 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 blah. It actually wasn't negative, but it had this intensity because it's Metatron, and I was holding the, the programmed Onyx. Uh, it was one of the crystals I was using. And also um, Shiva Lingam and Tiger Iron, and those three, my pieces, are significantly uh, supercharged with the energies of these beings. So so she experienced intensity as negativity and got up and left. Well, that is actually a pretty common thing in metaphysical New Age circles because we don't know what to do with the negative. Like we, you know, I'm a very Plutonian person, as, as you know, many of you know. And so I've decided to embrace what's negative but make the choices that feel best and negative choices never feel best. It's just, just a, a fact. You can think about this in astrological terms with Plutonian energy. And we don't want to own Pluto because we don't want to be negative. Je you know, a bit of jealousy comes up. We don't want to go into that space. We don't want to live there. Um, anger. Well, you know, I, I'm a nice person, right? I, I, can't, I can't allow that anger in here. And then anger left to fester unexpressed becomes rage. And if you don't do something about that, then you have depressiveness, right? And then anxiety is in there too, just fear. So anyway, if you know that you can make the choices that work best for you, then you don't have to freak out because something negative might be coming up. Same thing with the, with the process with affirmations. Because I'll tell you, sometimes... Um, when I'm doing an affirmation such as, I am always supported, 
I am always supported. This is what it sounds like in my head. That I don't know where this is going, born, but yesterday, I'm not buying uh, it. No way. I can't hear you. I'm not buying it. Who do you think you're talking to? Of crap! On that note, uh, this is A Soul's Journey. I'm Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. Uh, stick with me. This is going to be the second break. I'll be right back. You've heard Tom Jacobs, the host of CTR's The Soul's Journey, share insightful perspectives on astrology and spirituality, providing useful tools to help you make life better. Each month, Tom saves his most in-depth analyses for subscribers to his monthly service. Subscribers to tdjacobs.com receive a user's manual for each month when the sun changes sign. The sun's time in that sign, ingresses, retrogrades, major aspect patterns, and new and full moons are covered in depth and help you make the most of the present moment. A channeled meditation and a monthly call to pick Tom's brain are included, as are a number of perks, exclusive materials, and savings on his classes and products. Read more and sign up monthly or yearly at tdjacobs.com. back to the soul's journey this is tom jacobs from tdjacobs.com and that is uh, just another little <clears throat> final little taste of uh the sounds of tucson <laughs> wherever i go so um i said earlier in the podcast earlier in the show i was going to do uh a crystals update and i ended up just talking about my experience with the onyx so i want to do a little crystals update the first 18 labradorite pieces programmed to enhance intuition and clarity to see the the cause of a thing while you're experiencing it the first 18 went um within i think three weeks or so and so the next set is uh in the tumbler right now and uh those are going to be done well finished with the polishing process in about a day and then i'll have them charged um by the end of the month today's the 25th they'll be posted by the 31st so there's going to be another 50 uh, that are available. So keep an eye on that. They're, they're gorgeous, and so some people want them because they're sh shimmering wonderfulness. But they're also, I think there's a there's a draw to want to be more intuitive because we have a sense of if we are more intuitive, then life will be easier. No, well, maybe not. I'm going to explain that in a minute, <laughs> in a minute because I also want to talk about some of the experiences some of my students are having in the intuitive skills development class, where, again, if we think being more intuitive makes life easier, well, there's a lot more to it. And just talking about a couple of, uh, you know, things anonymously that, that some of the people have, have shared with me a little bit. Um, other crystals, yeah, so Labradorite by the end of the month. And uh, other crystals, I am, um, well, I've been doing more homework on Oralite 23. And I do have five audio journal things that I will be posting uh, in the next few weeks. I checked in the other day, and I'm not done with my own uh, experience of Oralite 23. I have no idea where I am in that process. It might be months before I am uh, qualified, so to speak, or ready to charge them in the way that uh, they will be charged or programmed. I actually asked using... 
well, using my girlfriend who has a pendulum. She got turned on to this uh, a couple weeks ago and has been able to get some great clarity for herself. So Friday night we sat down and I asked a bunch of questions about a bunch of different things, uh, just about my work and timing of things and, and different things. And one of them was about, uh, you know, in the next month, uh, am I prepared to, uh, you know, will I be prepared to to program the Oral I-23? And it was a very clear no. So I'm still in process with that, but I have some audio diaries that I will share soon. Um, I'll be adding more shivalingam for developing personal power and uh, creativity and passion uh, in the next few weeks. And uh, the pink opal thing is weird. I mentioned it, I think I mentioned it on the show, and I, I mentioned it, I think, to my email list or to my students. And so some people have gotten them, have the special request, but there's no page up yet on my site. Um, but there will be more over the next few months. So if you're just wondering why did he stop talking about that, it's because I just I, I just felt like something is not quite ready with those yet. And it could be that I just made a dozen pieces first, and then uh, the whole thing about wearing out the saw blade from a few weeks ago, I was actually cutting the second piece of, of pink opal rough. So I don't have as much of it in general, just for reference, as I do other things, but I can get more. Uh, I just bought it on a lark or, you know, from the uh, the advice of uh, of uh, Jehudi, who was who guided me to go to this particular gem show venue in early February. It's actually mid-February, towards the end of the show, and uh, and get this stuff. So um, the, the this thing about intuition, does it make life easier? Um, it actually doesn't because you have more access to information. Well, then you have to sort through what the information sources are. You have to sort the sources. And you have to understand different motivations that different parts of you have. And one part of you wants something purely out of an egoic desire, which is not all bad. Another part of you is an inner kid who has something unprocessed. Uh, another part of you is actually something from guidance or spirit or your higher self. And so to be intuitive means to open to all these sources of information. But then you must... I add to it, you must be grounded in your body, connected to your body, in your heart, open-hearted, right, fully in your body and open-hearted, and that's what that free 13-minute MP3 meditation that I offer on my site is about, so that you can sort through things, so that you can tune into the vibration of, is this a fear-based motivation? This part of me wants this thing. Is it simply that I want it? Is it that I know that I'd enjoy it and it would bring me peace and I would enjoy this leisure activity or this hobby or something or this leisure, right, this vacation or this uh, time off? But it is really important for us to uh, to go through and sort through those things. And becoming intuitive is an ongoing process of increasingly aligning yourself with what vibrates as true for you. It's a really fascinating, um, fascinating process. So, in um, so so, for example, I still have access to all of my inner kid crap from before I started this process um, eleven or twelve years ago. Like, I still have that child with an unmet need who wants something just because he wants it. But my relationship with that child has changed. You know, just like with all inner parts, as I was talking about in that earlier segment, 
our relationship with them changes over time. So all, they're all still saying, I can't hear you. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you're talking to? Uh, forget it. They're all, they're, you know, no way. They're all still saying that at times, but my ability to hear them without being sidetracked or derailed has uh, developed over time. So that, that's a key important point to realize. I didn't really end that segment. <laughs> and I just realized that I think it's important to tie that together now. Um, this week uh, in my class, uh, I'm actually teaching two intuitive skills development classes, Saturday and Sunday. It's the same class, but two separate sections, so I can give the attendees a lot of um, attention. So everybody gets a lot of time, and so it's always a small group thing. When I took the class, a class like this years ago, it started with 10 people. You can't really get deeply into everybody's issues, but that's how I like, uh, that's my preference for doing it, so I do it that way. Because, um, hey, whatever, it's my class. <laughs> so this week, the week we're currently in, is the fifth chakra week. And that's that's uh, located in the throat, and it's about align it's about surrendering personal power according to carolyn mason the anatomy of the spirit the text that i use for the class um, it's about surrendering our personal power to a greater power but i really think this is useful when talking about aligning our personal choices which are third chakra power to something greater something higher something that's beyond uh pettiness or fear or a sense of lack that's beyond fear, beyond pain or the urge to protect the self. So alignment, and I and I always use Martin Luther King Jr. as 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 the phenomenal example of this. Now there are many figures throughout history who exhibit this, but we have uh, recordings of his of the power of heart and mind aligned with each other that come through his voice, and of course the throat being the center of the voice. Right? It's not the mouth, it's the throat. Uh, and this this is where we, you know, like if we're in the third chakra, that's about personal power. But the fifth chakra is where we decide what to do with that personal power. Like if we're in the third chakra, we're being personally gratified. Like I alone define who I am. My choices lead to self-respect and self-care. But in the third chakra, it's about me. In the fifth chakra, it's about how I can serve a greater purpose. And it's not the surrendering uh, to everything and the flow of life and you know being a divine being in the seventh chakra, the crown. It's what am I doing with my energy? And you can even trace up this thing from the lower chakras. The root chakra, how I am defined by my tribe and my culture. Second chakra, how I may be defined by my relationships. Third chakra, how I define myself through my choices and how I, what I believe about those choices, if I have shame, regret, or self-confidence. Fourth chakra, we get out of the material world stuff of the lower three chakras and we, and we enter new territory of feeling compassion, learning to step away from being reactive, Giving people the benefit of the doubt is a big thing that I, I work with, with the fourth chakra. Um, but if our third chakras are out of whack, then we can't do that. Like when I lost my expletive with the guy who was I was having the argument with him, uh, over a month ago, there was anger being stirred in my first and second chakras. And I hadn't pushed through that. And so I was reactive. A week later, a week and a half later, talking to the other guy who yelled at me, I was in my heart. I was able to have that solid foundation of the lower three chakras. So in the fourth chakra, 
our power is not derived from tribe or reflection from others or job, second chakra, uh, or our, our simple, our, simply our choices, but our responses to the world, do we respond with love or fear? And then in the fifth chakra, if my energy field is, is intact and solid, how do I choose what I serve? Now, it's you doing things, but with what are you aligned becomes the question. Really powerful stuff. And so this week is fifth chakra. Next week we'll do sixth chakra and then seventh. And then the way I do this course now is uh, the first week is an introduction to symbolic sight and certain issues about how our bodies manifest energy and just talking about the structure of the course and, and the principles. Chakra, or weeks two through eight are chakras one through seven in order, beginning with the first one, the root. And the last two weeks are kind of free-for-all revisiting if someone wants to revisit something that we went on over the course, but he or she wants more uh, clarity or guidance or more feedback, then we re revisit that. Sometimes when I do this, people ask high-level questions too. Like they feel okay uh, with chakras one through seven. They feel like they are, you know, have tools to work with things and they understand what to do, but they have these other questions. And so uh, it's a 10-week class. Um, if you're interested in this, be in touch with me and let me know. Um, a tour of your chakras, a tour of your emotional history, because uh, I will be doing uh, at least one more class uh, later in the year. I've had a couple people say, uh, yeah, I'm really into that schedule, just hasn't worked out yet. Um, but it's a real chance to learn how to put yourself in the driver's seat of your life now and going forward by understanding why your history has happened the way it has and how to rewrite what is disempowering to change the narrative that you carry that may disempower you. Because we're all divine beings attracting experiences to show us who we are. We're all in, our souls are in cahoots with other souls. This conspiracy of love is what I call it. Uh, I, I like to say cahoots. And then Jehudi kept saying conspiracy of love. And so sometimes we'll, we'll trade and he'll say cahoots and I'll say conspiracy of love. But it's this um, web or nexus uh, you are the nexus of a, this connection, this uh, web of souls that are here to help your soul. And some of those human experiences are painful, but some of them are not. And so we have to rewrite the history. Why would I be injured by this? Why would I have experienced an episode of abandonment? Or why would I have been overlooked or, or felt isolated? Or why would I have had this pain or that argument of this kind of abuse or you know, whatever it is? There's a reason, there's an energetic lesson behind it, which is not about your suffering. And if you can learn that and accept it, then you're making peace with what your soul has you born in order to figure out. So this is um, a wonderful class. It's the Intuitive Skills Development class. I was thinking about changing the name. I'm, 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 I'm like 38% serious about this. And probably 32% is kind of tongue-in-cheek about that. So, so eh, you know, not totally serious, but something about, you know, owning your multidimensional self or your multidimensional self, because that's really what it is. It's because when you own that, then intuition naturally opens up. If you get to the bottom of family issues and self-confidence and job-related issues or money issues or creativity or sexual blocks, if you get to the bottom of those things one by one, and you see how to make the right choices now, then you can rewrite the history of why those things happened and no longer be disempowered by them. 
that naturally allows intuition to open up and flower. So I do want to talk about some of the experiences that some of my students have had uh, just anonymously, but uh, I mean, they have told me who they are, but I'm not telling you who they are. <laughs> I'll say that uh, I want to start with one woman who um, purchased a tiger iron, a, a programmed tiger iron piece at the beginning of the class. And she's done some work with me. I think she did energy as money as energy class. Um, uh, a couple years ago and has had some readings and energy work with me and, and has gotten a lot out of it uh, from what she's told me. And uh, uh, But when we started this class, I said, you know, tiger iron is not required, but I would recommend it to help the grounding process. And she got it and um, noticed the energy flow in part of her body that had been injured with a broken arm bef uh, in the recent past, that energy flow was opened up again. So presumably healing energy started to uh, to flow again, but not feeling that part of the body kind of energetically disconnected or broken, even after it's physically you know physically healed. So, uh, but what she's experiencing a lot of since getting the tiger iron, and as she processes what we talk about in the classes, she gets drowsy, and she's been falling asleep during the meditation quite frequently. And uh, so I've told her that yeah, sometimes you it's best for you to be unconscious while you're processing something, especially lower chakra stuff, which is kind of, uh, can be deep and intense and, and unconscious. Um, another another student um, uh, missed the class because her dog of 12 years passed away. And uh, and that was during third chakra week, which is was just self-empowerment and, and choices. But that opened up the door to really look at grief and emotions and she was very present the whole time the dog was passing it was a it was a long-term illness this dog had been with her for 12 years and, and felt like a child feels like a child you know of hers and um i'm not insulting the dog by saying it feels like a child just saying she experienced this dog as a child and um can you believe that doggy's acting like a child uh that, that's where my brain went uh, inappropriately well so but she was able to be more present uh, with it she does a grounding meditation it sounds like daily i actually just talked to her today for she had a session and um you know really feeling not in control but in charge of more of her reactions and more of her feelings about things and how to navigate things in a more conscious way and and how to relax and open to receive guidance and say well maybe this serves that purpose or I wonder why this relationship happened this way or why that dynamic occurred that way and getting um more of a bird's eye view on why on uh, why things happen. Another student uh, missed a class because there was a furniture delivery situation that needed to happen. And, and in one of the first classes, she asked me about the symbolism, because we talk about symbolic sight in the class. She asked me about the symbolism of um, the situation with the furniture in her living room. And don't laugh, seriously. This is the kind of thing we talk about because everything in our lives symbolizes something. And uh, for her, there is a karmic issue about not deserving, believing she did not deserve comfort. So I was like, yeah, miss class, get this furniture, like, like solve this so you can just relax and kind of overcome some of that karmic, some of that karmic problem. So anyway, lots of people getting different kinds of clarity in the class, and I really love teaching it. And um, yeah, so that brings us to the end of uh, this week with The Soul's Journey. I'm uh, thrilled to have you here. You can subscribe to the podcast and iTunes and get a new episode every week. And you can also subscribe to the archive of over 120 shows through tdjacobs.com. And there's a yearly price on that, but if you're a subscriber to my monthly service, 
you get that as an included perk. I recommend you checking out the subscription service that I offer monthly. It's a user's manual every month, and I save all the best stuff for my subscribers. I don't go into every astrological thing I'm thinking about on this show because I want people to uh, to be in this you know, to be in this club, so to speak. And so you can get all that info, a user's manual, in-depth evolutionary astrology info, plus uh, some channeled stuff and uh, insights from the beings I channel. So thanks for joining me and um, come back next week. Uh, thanks for listening. You can rate this podcast uh, in uh, iTunes as well. That really helps people find it. Take care. Talk to you next week. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.